Hello, you're listening to History and Hope, the history podcast from a Baptist perspective. I'm Mark West. And I'm Matthew Lyon. And today we're going to talk about whether or not Baptists are Protestants. Were Baptists or are Baptists Protestants? Huge topic, a lot of division. I was talking to one pastor today who came out of uh, the Korean church, Korean tradition, and he'd never heard that question. He just, he'd never heard someone ask if Baptists were Protestants. So I think it's very particular to a certain group of people, namely independent Baptist. Though a hundred years ago, it was the common Southern Baptist position. In 1899, the president of the Southern Baptist of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary was fired because he said Baptists were not were Protestants. So at one point, it was it was the basically universal position of all Baptists that they were not Protestants. But since then. Uh, most everybody outside of independent Baptist circles believe they are Protestants. So I just, I've seen multiple posts this week, what, Reformation Day, mm-hmm. October 31st, Halloween for all you pagans and heathens out there. Uh, a lot of posts about Baptists are not Protestants. Well, when we have a disagreement about whether someone is a label, are Baptist Protestants, the first thing you have to do is define terms. What is a Protestant? If you think a Protestant is someone who lives in North Africa, and I think a Protestant is someone who lives in South Ireland, it's irrelevant to conversation at this point. So what is a what is a Protestant? Good thing is we don't have to come up with a definition of our own. And I think this is one of the big problems, especially among independent Baptists. They have a definition, and I'm not sure where they got it from. I really don't know their source. I think it was probably handed down to them from college teachers or maybe some writers. But there's no sort of official source for it. So I looked it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is the, what would you you call that? The standard English Dictionary? Yeah, the most authoritative. Yeah, it's, it's really big. It's like eight volumes or something. It's insanely big. So here's what they say. They give two definitions. A member or follower of any of the Western Christian churches that are separate from the Roman Catholic Church in accordance with the principles of the Reformation, including the Baptist, Presbyterian, and Lutheran churches. Uh, then the second one is the Protestants are so-called after the declaration of Martin Luther and his supporters dissenting from the decision of the Diet of Spires in 1529 which reaffirmed the edict of the Diet of Worms against the Reformation. So this is a very specific definition. Uh, and then the Merriam-Webster Dictionary says the same thing as a second definition. Any of a group of German princes and cities presenting a defense of freedom of conscience against an edict of the Diet of Spires in 1529 intended to suppress the Lutheran movement. Okay, so the most strictest definition of Protestant was a group of leaders, German leaders, in 1529 who wrote a document, a protest, against the Catholic Church to defend Luther. Okay, so, no, we're not Protestants in that sense. The sense that nobody ever is using. Yeah, because it would only refer to a a group of people in Germany who are actually princes and some theological leaders. It wouldn't refer to anybody else. Presbyterians, even later Lutherans. It would only refer to those guys in 1529. And no one's using it that way. Uh, in that case, there, there would Protestant doesn't mean anything anymore. So we can rule that one out. Baptists are not Protestants, but no one means that when they say Baptists, Baptists are Protestants. 
the other definition definition is the first one, a member or follower of any of the Western Christian churches that are separate from the Roman Catholic Church in accordance with the principles of the Reformation. And then Merriam-Webster says, a member of any of the several church denominations denying the universal authority of the Pope and affirming the Reformation principles. Now, there's a third category. It's very broad, which just means not Catholic. Right. And, you know, if you go to an army base and they have two services at the chapel, Catholic and Protestant, obviously if you're a Baptist, you would go to the Protestant one. But that's not really the controversy either. If there's only two categories, Catholic or Protestant, then all, all Baptists would go into the Protestant category. So that's the extreme. But the real definition, as given by the dictionary, both dictionaries, and affirmed by most church historians, it's members of the Western Christian churches, so not Eastern churches like Eastern Orthodox, separate from the Roman church, in accordance with the principles of the Reformation. Okay, so Baptist, independent Baptists who disagree with Baptists being Protestants are going to give a different definition. They're going to say Protestants are those denominations that left the Catholic Church. But that's... Where'd that definition come from? To defend that definition, Protestant gives the idea of protesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were not part of something, I think that's where the idea you right. you're right. protesting something and removing yourself from. So that's a, the etymological argument. Right. You look up the word meaning itself. Protest means to protest against something, but that's a fallacy. Um, to always define words simply by what their root word means. As opposed, so we're not talking about the meaning of the word Protestant generically. Right. In that case, you could say someone who protests against something. We're talking about historically. What is a Protestant? Not what does protest mean or to protest. So etymologically, yes, in this context, it's those who protest. I guess that'd be the first definition. Those who protested the church, the, the Lutheran mm-hmm. gathering. But a Protestant is a label. It's a group. It's a it's a new word. Yeah, it's a new word. Yeah. It's different than protesting or someone who protests. Now, obviously, they're related. So, I guess, so there's two things here. It's in relation to the Roman Catholic Church. There were no Protestants prior to 1500s, and there were no Protestants in the New Testament because there was no Catholic Church. So there has to be a Catholic Church in the, in the system. And then secondly, it has to be in accordance with the principles of the Reformation. So we all know what the Roman Church says. Well, most of us do at least. What are the principles of the Reformation? So the, di- the dictionary definition and the common – dictionary definition is not always the answer. Common usage also. So when you read history books, and this is where you just have to, I guess, take my word for it, this is how people are using it in, in common usage outside of independent Baptist circles. Members of churches that are in accordance with the principles of the Reformation. Which leads you to the next question. What are the principles of Reformation? What are the principles of Reformation? So any church that's in accordance with the principles of the Reformation and is against the Catholic Church would be a Protestant church. So all Baptists are against the Catholic Church in one sense. We all protest. We all say that. I've heard plenty of independent Baptist sermons protesting the Catholic Church. But are we in accordance with the principles of the Reformation, the Protestant Reformation? So what are they? Well, somebody wrote them down for us. In the new Schaff-Herzog Encyclopedia of Religious Knowledge, Schaff was a famous church historian, he says this, From this general principle of evangelical freedom, so protesting the Catholic Church who said, do what we say or else, proceed the three fundamental doctrines of Protestantism. 
the absolute supremacy of the word and of the grace of Christ and the general priesthood of believers. So what are the principles of the Reformation? That if you hold them, you are a Protestant. The absolute supremacy of the word, as opposed to the Pope interpreting it. The grace of Christ, as opposed to work salvation. And the general priesthood of believers, as opposed to the Catholic priesthood. Which the Reformation had to recover these doctrines, because the Catholic Church had covered the world with that theory. So if you hold to these... So if you're against the Roman church and you hold to absolute supremacy of the word, the grace of Christ, and the general priesthood of believers, you're a Protestant. It does not define it as those who came out of the Catholic church. It defines it as those who hold to the Protestant doctrine and are opposed to Rome. Those are separate from Rome. So you're separate from Rome and you hold these three foundational doctrines of the word, grace, general priesthood of believers. And you can see this in the denominations. If it means those who came out of the Catholic Church, then there are only two Protestant denominations, Lutherans and Anglicans. Those are the only two denominations that came out of the Catholic Church. So the Lutherans, obviously Luther was a Catholic priest, the first reformer, and he came out of the Catholic Church. And the Lutheranism followed him. And then the Anglican Church, uh, it was England, basically the whole country left and started the English Church. So if it's just those who came out of the Catholic Church, Lutheran, Anglican. That would mean that the Reformed Church is not Protestant, the Presbyterian Church is not Protestant, Methodists are not Protestant, uh, Protestant, Episcopal. So it falls apart. If a Presbyterian is not a Protestant, I don't. What are we talking about? Like, so here's the breakdown of what happened: first generation Protestants, Lutherans, Anglicans, and then out of the Lutherans came the Reformed. Uh, so Luther left the Catholic Church and then Anglicans left the Catholic Church and then out of them came the Reformed Church. Out of the Anglican Reformed came the Presbyterian. Presbyterians did not come out of the Catholic Church. They came out of the Anglican Church, mainly in Scotland, John Knox. And out of the Presbyterian came the Church of Scotland. So the Church of Scotland is twice removed from the Catholic Church. Are they Protestants? Depends on how you define Protestant. Do they hold to the Protestant principles? Yes. Did they come out of the Catholic Church? No. So out of the Anglican Church comes a Congregational Church, which then produces, I believe, the Baptist Church, and then the Restoration Movement, Pentecostal holiness. Out of the Anglicans come the Methodists, which come the United Methodists, also the African Methodist Episcopal. Or so they come out of the Episcopal Church. So these are multiple. They didn't come out of the church. They maybe traced their history back to the Catholic Church, but they didn't come out of the Catholic Church. I'm sure there's people wondering, maybe they didn't directly come out of the Catholic Church like Lutherans, but they can still tie their history back. So that's the assumption then that Baptists have a separate tradition that did not, wasn't handed, wasn't like a stepchild of, of Catholic Church. And most would say, well, I guess everyone who says that would say it's the Anabaptist tradition. Here's the thing about the Anabaptists. They came out of the Catholic Church too. When we talk Anabaptists, we're talking 1500s, Conrad Grebel, Hoffman, Men of Simons. They were all Catholic priests who followed Zwingli. Zwingli wouldn't baptize believers. He would only baptize infants. So these reformers, who were reformers with Zwingli, broke away and became radical reformers. 
there's no connection from these guys to any previous Anabaptist. That's what everyone wants to say. Well, they were Anabaptists have always been around. There have always been people called Anabaptists around. But just because the name is the same doesn't mean it's the same group. You have to be able to connect them. So the Anabaptists that we all talk about in the 1500s, the ones who were persecuted by other Protestants, by Lutherans, by Zwingli himself, they came out of the Catholic Church directly. They were called the radical reformers as opposed to the magisterial reformers. Regular reformers wanted a state church. Radical reformers said, no, let's go all the way back to not even baptizing infants. And that's why they're persecuted. But you can't trace their tradition prior to the Reformation. So you're going to have to find another source for the separate Baptist distinctive, the separate Baptist tradition that didn't come through the Reformation. So we ask, well, how do we find it? How do you find a group in history that's not called by the same name? And we talked about this already in, in the Trail of Blood. You have to identify the distinctives and look for groups with the same distinctives. So if the Ref- if Baptists didn't come through the Reformation, through these Anglican, Congregational, they didn't come from what we know as the Anabaptists. They came from somebody else. So we should find people with the same distinctives and connect them. So we know the Baptist distinctives, uh, biblical authority, autonomy of local church, so on and so forth. But what I hear people saying is, and the old history books say this, Baptists are those who believed in baptism by immersion for believers. And that they rejected the Catholic Church, they never were part of the Catholic Church, and they only baptized believers. And they said there have always been people like that. The problem with that is, even if that statement were true, that there have always been people like that, is that how we define Baptists? Baptists are defined by baptism by immersion for believers only. Well, let me, let me give you a test. Here's a group in history. They believe the Bible is the word of God. They're not Catholic. And they believe in baptism by immersion after faith. By the test that I've seen by independent Baptists, that would be called a Baptist, Baptist church. That is actually the Mormon church. <laughs> so the Mormon church, by most independent Baptist definition, is a Baptist church. They baptize by immersion by faith, after faith. And they believe the Bible is the word of God. Obviously, the Mormon church is not a Baptist church. There's got to be something else that distinguishes Mormons from Baptists other than baptism by immersion after faith. And that's why we have all the Baptist distinctives. And you can't just say someone was baptized by immersion. And then there's the Baptists. They've always been there. So when we're talking about this, there's some presuppositions going on. And I think that's what has to be dealt with. It's not really a historical argument. What I see people who claim Baptists are not Protestants, the books they're using are are usually a hundred years old or older. And they're also people saying this are not trained historians, which not many people are. It's, it's not often you have trained historians. So you say they're using old history books, right? But history doesn't change. So why is that an issue? The past doesn't change. The question is whether we accurately understood the past. A historian is always looking for new documents being more precise. New documents or newly found documents? Newly found documents. Okay. Yeah, newly found documents. <laughs> They've always been there. I just didn't know about them. To shed more information on the past. Since we can't be there, we have to read what other people said about it. More information has been brought to light. More is known. That's what dissertations are for. It's PhD students writing books on things that have never been written on. Well, now we have 100 years worth of that kind of stuff. Of new research. And... I think you have to assume that there's an agenda for new historians, that they have this agenda to suppress the truth. 
but I know a lot of these guys, and I am one of them. So I am a Baptist historian. So you're going to have to assume that I have this agenda. And that's what that's what I... If you only use his old history books, you're assuming the new history books are slanted. There's a spin on them. There's sort of some... I don't know if it's conspiracy is the right word. Well, so a lot of people talk about revisionist history. Right. As an always negative thing. Yeah, that's assuming that the history was correct to begin with. Right. But if it was incorrect, then you need to revise it. So you find reliable sources, reliable historians. So I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you feel like I'm not trying to, you know, subvert the church. I may be wrong. Certainly could be wrong. But I don't have an agenda to sort of undermine everyone's faith. But in order to get Baptists as not Protestants, you have to go back 100 years. And there's a presupposition there that modern historians are unreliable to the degree that they can't even see what's plainly true that these old historians saw. So when you become a historian, you have to read all the old books. And then you have to either accept them or reject them or revise them. So what's the presupposition here that Baptists are not Protestants? I think it's defining Protestants in a way that they're Protestants are tr- were trying to fix the Catholic Church, which is a little bit truth to that. Luther was. They quickly gave up, though. When the, <laughs> when the Pope says, we're going to kill you yeah. if you don't change, they're like, well, we're done with trying to fix the Catholic Church. So the Reformation is not really reforming the Catholic Church. That, they gave that up really quickly. It's more of reforming the Church, which had been so weakened that they had to sort of recover some of the key doctrines. Then what Bab- independent Baptists are saying is Baptists were never trying to do that. They never tried to fix the Catholic Church. They were just doing their own thing. But is that true or not? You know, that, like, where did that come from? Is that a historical argument? Or is that just, that sounds appealing? Also, Protestants are always seen in relation to Catholics. That's what the definitions actually say. They're in opposition to Catholics. And Baptists don't like to be seen in that light. We don't like to define ourselves as against Catholics. But when you look at the way things are, the Catholic Church has, I don't know, a billion members. Throughout the Middle Ages, they were the church. There was no other church. There were groups, maybe, but they were the church. So after 400, 500, definitely 600, you had to define yourself against the Catholic Church. You know, by the time the Pope Leo's in place, certainly when Charlemagne's getting crowned by the Pope, that's everybody. That's everyone to know what's your relationship to the Catholic Church. And it's still the same way. During the Reformation, it was the same way. So we don't have the luxury at this time in history to not be defined against the Catholic Church. You're either for the Catholics or you're against them. You can't just say nothing. And so at Baptist, we protest the, the Catholic Church. So independent people who say Baptists are not Protestants are saying we are not seen in relation to the Catholic Church. We're seen in relation to a separate tradition that has always been there that was outside the church. The question is, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence that Baptists at any point drew from a separate, non-Catholic, non-Reformed tradition? And the answer is it's not there. It's absent. And I don't mean that in sort of a generic sense. I mean, literally, there's no documents. There's no evidence that that Baptist thinkers were saying, we're not drawing from Luther, Calvin, Zwingli, Melanchthon. We're drawing from another source. We can't even find evidence that they've read the Anabaptist, which were the most obvious. Right. We think they did. I think they did, but there's no evidence that they said that. 
So in the 1600s, there's no evidence that there was a separate tradition outside the Reformation that Catholics were drawing or that Baptists were drawing from. So if you say Baptists were not Protestants, that they were a separate tradition, you've got to show it. And if you can't show it, you can't say it. At that point, you're just sort of uh, speculating. So Baptists, not only did they not have a separate tradition that we could find, they openly identified with Protestants. And this is where you balance what you do, what you cannot know with what you do actually have. So what did Baptists actually say about themselves? So in the 1600s, Baptists were sort of developing their identity as Baptists. What did they say about being Protestant? And so the way you find out what, what people believed in the past, sort of officially, or uh, what they agreed on as believing, is you look at their confessions of faith. And confessions of faith are where multiple, usually dozens of churches and people get together and spend a lot of time figuring out something they can all agree on. Carefully selecting words. Very carefully. You know how hard it is to get Baptists to agree on anything. <laughs> so to get a Baptist confession of faith, they spent some time on it. And what it shows us is whatever they disagreed on, they definitely agreed on this. And it's, it's like, this is what it means to be a Baptist at this time. So what did Baptists say about being Protestants? Did they say they were not Protestants? Or did they say something else? So let's look. This is the First London Confession of Faith, 1644. So this is, you know, right during, right after the Reformation. Maybe one of the first openly Baptist confessions we have. 1611 was, was one of the first ones, but this is one of the early ones. With a lot of people who are well-known in London, 1644, it's called the Confession of Faith. That's all. London, it was in London, it's called the Confession of Faith because there were no Baptists by name. And it says, the Confession of Faith, this is the, the title page, of those churches which are commonly, though falsely, called Anabaptist. They want to be very clear that they were not Anabaptist. And we have to respect that about them. They live next to Anabaptist, like literally. They were in the same towns. And they wanted everyone to know, whatever you think about us, we are not Anabaptist. So that was London Confession, 1644. Here's another one. This is 1660. It's about 25 years later, or 15 years later. A brief confession or declaration of faith. This is what's called the, stand, the Standard Confession. Uh, it's also in London. And it says, A brief confession or declaration of faith set forth by many of us who are falsely called Anabaptists. That's, on their t- that's the title of their work. Mm-hmm. When it goes on to, to lay out their faith. To inform all men of their beliefs. So that's 15 years, 1660s is where Baptists are saying... They want everyone to know they're not Anabaptists. Because if not Anabaptists, what are they? Well, we don't have to guess. In 1646, the Westminster Assembly, which is a Presbyterian, a Puritan group, not Baptist, clearly not Baptist, got together and put together a confession of faith, which we call the Westminster Confession of Faith, 1646. Which, if you go to any conservative, well, pretty much any Presbyterian church in America, Pretty sure they all adopt the Westminster Confession of Faith. It is sort of one of the most prominent Protestant confessions of faith. Well, the Baptists at this time said, well, we're not Presbyterians. And we want to come up with our own confession of faith. But they didn't write their own. They didn't write a new one. They took the Westminster Confession of Faith. And they said, let's use this, but let's change the parts on baptism. And they came up with what we call the Second London Confessions. The First London Confession, 1644. Second London Confession, 1677. Second edition, 1689. 
which is where you hear the 1689, but really 1677. And in it, they talk about what they wanted to use and where they want to get the statement of faith from. And so they say, they talk about the Westminster Confession, the Protestant one. And they say, we didn't like manner conclude it best to follow their example in making use of the very same words with them, both in the articles and our faith and doctrine. And this we did. And if you read the Second London Confession of Faith and you read the Westminster, it's not plagiarism because they didn't have that concept at that time, but it's the same thing. They just changed a few things on baptism. But well, it's, they cited them, right? So they cited right. them word for word. And this is why. And this we did, the more abundantly to manifest our consent with both, in all the fundamental articles of the Christian religion, as also with many others whose orthodox confessions have been published to the world on behalf of the Protestants and diverse nations and cities. You get that? They're saying, we want to show everyone we agree. Hereby declaring before God, angels, and men our hearty agreement with them in that wholesome Protestant doctrine, which with so clear evidence of Scripture they have asserted. It doesn't get much more clear than that. In 1689, there was 50 people. When you read the names of the signers, they were the Baptists at this time. Kiffin, Keech, they were the, the top names. They said, we chose the same Protestant document so that everyone would know that we agree with Protestant doctrines. And we would call that Protestant. But there's one more. So that was a Calvinist. So they were all Calvinists. And so maybe you could say, well, Calvinist Baptists are Protestants. But we're not Calvinists. And most independent Baptists are not Calvinists. So there's another confession called the Orthodox Creed. And the Orthodox Creed were non-Calvinist Baptists at the same time, uh, two years later. Who said we want our state? We want a confession of faith too, but we can't sign the Second London Baptist because it's Calvinist. So we want to come up with our own, and they call it, it's called the Orthodox Creed, and it's the non-Calvinist Baptist confession of faith that's one of the more popular ones. But an Orthodox Creed, so 1679, this is the beginning of Baptists where they're, they're self-identifying, and this it's called this an Orthodox Creed or a Protestant confession of faith. The 1689 said they'd ag- they agreed with the Protestants. Yeah. This one, they are calling themselves, pro- they're yeah. calling the Confession of Faith a Protestant Confession of Faith. Yeah, an Orthodox Creed or a Protestant Confession of Faith being an essay to unite and confirm all true Protestants in the fundamental articles of the Christian religion against the errors and heresies of Rome. To say that Cap- the Baptists are not Protestants would have to say that all of these hundreds of churches were didn't know who they were and that we figured it out for them. And that when they, they put their life, like they got thrown in jail for this stuff. Like they were persecuted. They were not welcome. <laughs> Heavily persecuted. So when they say these things, they were very careful to say what they meant. And they said they're Protestants. Because they agreed. They, they said, look, here's what the Protestants say. We agree with that. We agree with Luther and Calvin. Except for this one thing about baptizing babies. We don't agree on that part. But we're still Protestants because we agree on the re- other stuff. Protestant doesn't mean baptizing babies. It doesn't mean the state church. It doesn't mean you persecute a Baptist. Those are things that Protestants did. But that's not what a Protestant is. A Protestant is someone who agree, agrees with the Protestant Reformation. And what does that mean? The Bible is the source of our authority, not the Catholic Church, not the Pope. We believe that grace alone saves you and that the priesthood of the believers is the church. Now, that got developed into the five solas, scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone, Christ alone, 
God's glory alone. And the main thing being the Bible is our source of authority. That's what Baptists believe. The grace of God is the only way to attain salvation. Again, core Baptist belief. And the priesthood of the believers, there's no hierarchy, which is more Baptist than anybody, really. In fact, I would say the Baptists are the true reformers. They actually fully reformed the church. Luther started it. The Reformation continued. Congregationalists got a little bit further than Baptists were like, hey, let's go all the way with this. Let's start from who even gets in the church, who are the leaders of the church, who gets to vote on issues. So the Baptists are the sort of most consistent reformers. But they're working... They're self-acknowledged Protestants. And it's only later when they start denying that. And the danger is when you start denying you're a Protestant is you start avoiding Protestant theology. And when it comes to justification by faith, you don't get much better than Luther. Calvin's commentaries are amazing. Latimer of the Anglican Church is amazing. So John Knox took on the Queen in Scotland. These are great men. And if you are not a Protestant, then you're not really tied to them. But if you are a Protestant, you could say, well, look, we identify, we share these things, but we just would like to clarify a few more things. So it's not stop being a Baptist. It's saying we're reformers who went all the way to being a Baptist. And you don't need to trace your history back to the Bible. All you need is the Bible. And Baptists need to be careful not to become insecure and need something more than Scripture to ground our faith. That's what the Catholics did. The Catholics need to trace their lineage back to Peter. We do not need to do that. It does not matter if Baptists popped out of the ground in 1609, as long as our faith and theology didn't pop out of the ground. It could have been, it doesn't matter where it get, comes from historically, as long as it's biblical. And then you go and you see if history matches and you use history to help you clarify. So we don't need to, we don't need to be separate from the Reformation. We don't need to be separate from the Protestants. We just need to be biblical. And if that happens to be what the reformers believe, great. There's more, the more the merrier, right? The more sound doctrine, the better. And then we can learn and draw and clarify. And that's what Baptists have always done is they've taken what's good and then they kind of took it a step further and became more biblical. So our Baptists, Protestants, in the truest sense of the word, yes. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, you can email us at podcast at historyandhope.com or message us on Twitter at History and Hope. We also have a Facebook page you can join. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or any podcast app of your choice. Epstein didn't kill himself.